0: Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any information that can help you with health, vitality, and longevity. Today's topic, hypertension, high blood pressure. Now, this is amazing. Nearly one in three American adults has hypertension, but about half the people with high blood pressure don't have it under control for one reason or another. Maybe they don't know they have a problem. Maybe they don't want to take the medication. Or maybe they're taking multiple meds and they're not under complete control. There are a lot of reasons it isn't controlled. But I want to give you a lot of things you can do to get that blood pressure back into a healthier range. First, you have to know if there is a problem. So get a checkup. Make sure your blood pressure is in the normal range. A lot of times I hear people say, well, it's only high when I'm at the doctors, when I'm under stress. Well, how often are you under stress in this day and age? So, you know, every time you're under stress, it's going up. So anything under 120, over 80 is good. If it starts inching higher, it's time to start paying attention. It's called the silent killer for a reason because most times it has no symptoms no chest pains, no headaches, no ear noise, no irregular heartbeat, nosebleeds, tiredness, vision changes. Most times, nothing's going to get your attention. It is silent, no symptoms but that silent inflammation and the damage that's going on. So that paves the way for stroke and heart attack and heart failure and diabetes and kidney disease. You have to use a meter to test it. That's the only way. And they aren't expensive. You know, if if you want to just keep track of it yourself, you can get a meter for about $40 at any drugstore or pharmacy and you should work with your healthcare provider and and various things um that are going to help lower your blood pressure without first jumping to pharmaceutical agents normally they tell you to try diet and lifestyle but they don't give you anything specific i'm going to give you specific changes to make and by making these changes you can possibly avoid medication and increase your health vitality and longevity. It's what I call the little hinges that swing the big door. Really, the evidence is stacking up that suggests that the same two underlying conditions I talk about every week is implicated in causing high blood pressure, inflammation, and oxidative stress that old cellular inflammation and oxidative stress they are the usual suspects when we're dealing with all this chronic disease so what's causing the inflammation and the oxidative stress There are about 10 of the same risk factors for most of the chronic western diseases so first of all of course the inflammatory diet the standard american diet the sad diet number one offender number two age. As we get older, it just takes more maintenance. Number three, heavy alcohol consumption can elevate blood pressure. In a recent study in Japan, it found that alcohol consumption is the cause of high blood pressure in 34.5% of men. Women, not so much, but with men, it's dramatic. Number four, if you have a family history, Genetic factors do contribute, but more so habits of diet and lifestyle that are passed on. In one study, it was found that physically fit people reduce the risk of hypertension by 34%, even if there was family history. Number five, obesity, undeniably linked to high blood pressure but not always. Some people can be overweight or even obese and still have normal blood pressure, while others gain just a little bit of extra weight and they have a dramatic increase in blood pressure. The body never likes extra weight and it's going to tell you one way or another, but I know some very small people with high blood pressure and at the other extreme, I had a 500 pound client with normal blood pressure, not normal. So, Anyway, another one, inactivity, number six. That's a big risk factor. Like they say, sitting is the new smoking. Inactive people tend to have higher heart rates and daily physical activity can bring down your blood pressure. Although blood pressure is going to rise a little bit when you exercise, if you have hypertension, you should do so, but you need to be monitored. So number seven, stress. Oh my gosh, this is huge now one of the major causes of hypertension and about every other disease on the planet. These old stress hormones increase pressure in the blood vessels. In this crazy 21st century, we just have to manage stress for about a million reasons. Okay, smoking or any other chemicals that we're exposed to, you know, the smoke and other toxins can raise blood pressure. Even those harmful chemicals in the cigarette damages the artery walls. Even after quitting, the arteries remain stiff and damaged for a long time. Number nine, sleep apnea. You know, it just puts a lot of strain on the heart and increases blood pressure. Then you've got the other culprits, like you. birth control pills can increase blood pressure. Certain medications like ibuprofen and naproxen, those NSAIDs are really implicated, as well as excess caffeine, kidney disease, and some thyroid problems can cause high blood pressure. So these nine or 10 causes that I listed increase oxidative stress and inflammation. Most important thing we can do is to remove as much of that as we can. Starting with, number one, eating the DASH diet. Yeah, diet is always the first thing. It is the information to the cells. Ton of research has been done on the DASH diet. Well, that may be a little exaggeration, but it has been proven to work. DASH stands for for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension, and it is the go-to plan for lowering high blood pressure naturally. DASH diet was first created by researchers from the uh, Institute of Health way back when I was doing my internship in 98 or so. DASH diet keeps winning awards. In fact, in January 2020, the US World and, News and World Report named the DASH diet the best diet for the 10th year in a row. In addition to lowering blood pressure, DASH diet also does a lot of other things like helping to lose weight, lowering cholesterol, helping diabetes, super similar to my program or the Mediterranean diet. So what's it all about specifically? More vegetables. And when isn't that a good idea? Yep, they're high in antioxidants packed with all those protective nutrients, fiber and C and K and potassium and super low in calories. And there's like, Twenty-five thousand phytonutrients that help prevent disease. The older we get, the more important that is. The more veggies, the better. Aim for about seven servings every day, and including a variety. So the saying is, "Eat the rainbow." Some potassium-rich foods are really good for hypertension. Are going to be like oranges, bananas, avocados, all your green veggies bananas, sweet potatoes. The potassium helps counter the effects of sodium when we get a lot of sodium in our diet. So you need a lot of potassium to balance that out. In fact, about 4,700 milligrams of potassium a day. Veggies go a long way to help you getting that. Next thing, fresh fruit. Consuming fresh fruit, not the canned, not sweetened, not juices. It's a great way to get those phytonutrients that are good for your eyes and your brain and your heart. Two servings a day is a good amount for most people, especially like the berries and the citrus and all those melons. Next thing, lean proteins. That is in the DASH diet. That's going to be a lot of the wild-caught seafood, especially the omega-3 ones like salmon, sardines. Um, Your cage-free eggs are going to be a good thing. And also grass-fed pastured meats and poultry. Okay, number four, beans and legumes several times a week. Number five, healthy fats, which is going to be nuts and oils. You need a variety. You need a little saturated. You need a little monounsaturated. And you need a little bit of the polyunsaturated. So a little butter a little olive oil and some good fish or flax going to keep you well oiled and provide all the wonderful anti-inflammatory effects. More on that later. So then number six, ancient grains, not bread and pasta. Those are all ground up and refined. I'm talking whole grains. Sprouted is good, but you got to see the grain. Number seven, quality organic unsweetened dairy products if they're tolerated are part of the dash diet so organic yogurt and kefir are great sources of calcium and protein and those probiotics but for some of us dairy is not a good choice even it is if it is from a2 cows or goats so eating the dash diet can help bring your blood pressure lower and lower within just a few short months consistency wins the prize here it's what we do day in and day out that makes the difference not that occasional piece of cake or pie or the holidays you know so certain special superfoods that you really would be benefiting to incorporate cherries pomegranates and blueberries contain those anthocyanins that are so good for blood pressure spinach the coriander spice Nuts, especially pistachios, take the prize here. And beet juice. Beet juice, the nitrates in beets, lower blood pressure, reduce inflammation soon after drinking. I could do a whole show on the benefits of beets. Another superfood is extra virgin olive oil, EVOO, the wonder of the Mediterranean. So much research shows that it is great for the heart, anti-cancer, Heck, I could do a whole show on that one too. Next, flaxseed and flax oil, my favorites. for inflammation, for lowering blood pressure, so much more. It happens because of the alpha linoleic acid, linolenic acid. To quote one of the studies, flax induced one of the most potent anti-hypertensive effects achieved by dietary intervention. So what they're saying here, It lowers blood pressure better than any other dietary intervention. So flax and flax oil, but also dark chocolate and tomatoes and peas and celery and all these things really good. So let medicine be your food and food be your medicine. So then strategy number two, you get the diet right. So then we want to move more, exercise more by following the current guidelines of exercise, which is 30 minutes a day, most days a week that can bring your blood pressure down significantly. People who get moving are often able to reduce the number of medications they're on or reduce them totally. So whatever you like to do, just get moving. Walking is easy and all you need is a good pair of shoes and a sidewalk. Strategy number three, weight loss. If you can pinch an inch, take it off. Research shows again and again that dropping just a few pounds can have an incredible impact on blood pressure. As little as 10 pounds can lower blood pressure. So, and don't, don't give up. Just keep trying. You never fail if you keep trying. Okay. Strategy number four, de-stressing. Reducing stress lowers blood pressure. Some other natural ways to lower blood pressure after you get a good night's sleep is schedule more free time, fun. Surround yourself with positive, encouraging people. Turn off the news. That's not positive or encouraging. The TV, the electronics. Now spend time in nature. We give this a funny term now, and it's called uh, forest bathing. So I guess you're just supposed to soak in it and lather up, I guess. so. But stress-reducing techniques also could be just deep breathing a little bit of yoga, journaling, art, coloring, hobbies, visualization, just like you can raise your blood pressure by thinking or stressing about events, you can also reduce your blood pressure about thinking about pleasant things. So it's kind of like the reverse of post-traumatic syndrome. So whatever is true and lovely, think on these things. That's kind of a little paraphrase there. Strategy number five is going to be the supplements. These are to supplement a healthy DASH diet and lifestyle. Number one, magnesium. This mineral magnesium is great to help relax blood vessels. To start, about 400 milligrams is a great dose. I've seen this work time and time again to help people get healthier blood pressure because most people are deficient. Number two, omega-3 oil. Fisher flax, one of my favorite. Study after study has shown that that EPA DHA reduces inflammation, and that's why cardiologists recommend we eat fish three times a week. So if you don't like fish, taking 1,000 or 2,000 milligrams EPA DHA daily is essential. Number three, COQ10. It is a critical antioxidant for supporting heart health. Been on blood pressure or cholesterol medi- lowering medications? It is essential. About two or three hundred milligrams can be just the ticket. Garlic, natural vasodilator. In a 2016 study, showed that aged garlic reduced blood pressure. It also improved arterial stiffness, inflammation, and other cardiovascular markers. If you're going to cook with it, crush it, let it air for about 10 minutes, and then you can cook it for the best benefits. Number six, vitamin D. Now, this one's kind of interesting because vitamin D is pretty much associated with high blood pressure, and that could be because we've got inadequate exposure to the sun But research is suggesting that it's more likely that the low levels of inflammation is the cause of the stubborn low vitamin D levels. So you reduce the inflammation with diet and lifestyle changes and the levels of vitamin D improve. Interesting. Okay, so if you're already on blood pressure medication, speak with your doctor about possible intervention and toxicity warnings before you try a supplement. Most important thing is to stay safe. Don't ignore high blood pressure. By making diet and lifestyle changes, you may get that blood pressure back in the normal range, but you're definitely going to be reducing the inflammation and that oxidative stress that's going to improve your health and well-being in so many ways. So thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned learn something that will help you or someone you love. As always, if you'd like to listen to this or other shows, you can go to iTunes for Today's Nutrition or my website, debford.com. Have a great day and remember, take really good care of yourself.